Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today News. Hope you're doing well. So today I'm joined by Ivan Goldsmith from Thanet Council, and he's going to be taking us through his journey to hybrid working powered by Ring Central. Welcome, Ivan. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining me. And uh, you know, I'm interested to hear your story. So uh, maybe just before we get started, however, why don't we just do a quick introduction? Tell us a little bit about you know what you do at Thanet Council and a little bit about the council, if, if that's okay. No problem. So thank you for your introduction. I'm Ivan Goldsmith. I work for Thanet District Council in the Digital Transformation Team. So I have a very varied role. Uh, we're largely responsible for transformation. So that's over the last two years, especially of COVID, heavily focused on journey to cloud challenging our current systems and contracts, looking for opportunities to build efficiencies. Uh, we're also responsible for training digital skills. So we do a lot to support our workforce and our customers around digital skills. And we also centrally administrate a number of our corporate systems. So the three core areas that I support, but as a council, we're the council authority for the FANET district, also known as Isle of FANET. And we have around about 142,000 local residents that we serve and support through our various council services, everything from waste and recycling to planning, etc. Um, but where I guess we are a bit unique, we are in the very southeast tip of Kent. Uh, we have 19 miles of coastline and the only rural harbour in the country. So we have some impressive natural assets, but we're a relatively small authority uh, with pockets of deprivation that can be challenging, especially from a digital inclusion and obviously from a budget point of view. So that's a bit of a nice summary. Uh, obviously a seaside town, heavily uh, coastal and tourist focused. Fantastic. That gives a nice feel for the council and where you work and what you do. So, um, okay, let's talk about the deployment of uh, Ring Central. Um, I'm keen to kind of just you know, understand, first of all, kind of what triggered the deployment to start with, and you know that ultimate replacement of the the phone system. Yeah, thank you, Rob. That's a good question too, and largely driven by the pandemic. But in all honesty, uh, with our previous telephone system, there were problems or issues that we were already reviewing. But I think at the start of the pandemic, a quick shift to home working and those remote working challenges this really put us on a fast track to move these projects forwards. And telephone was a major area that we needed to focus on. There's obviously a big need uh, with remote working that we can still respond to our citizens and support their inquiries. And whilst we're pushing and promoting our online self-service options, telephone's still a major route into the council services. And with our previous telephone system, there were major concerns, uh, for instance, not always, but the call quality could be quite poor. It was an on-premise telephone system that was somewhat aged, needed on-premise support and had uh, challenges around that. There were also issues with our previous telephone system where it did have a number of issues with calls being dropped, uh, especially when we were using things like our automated telephone platform. So this is obviously having a really negative experience on our customers, our citizens, uh, and it needed to be addressed. And I think from a pandemic point of view, uh, we'd actually become quite dependent being physically based in the office. So we had about 400 members of staff, all office-based, using desk phones, um, and obviously being moved to home working, they didn't take their desk phones with them. They needed to be able to work off the equipment they had available to them, a native soft phone. And actually our previous telephone system wasn't well suited for our devices. We're a Google Workspace site and we use Chromebooks. So we had a lot of users experiencing issues trying to get the telephone system working properly on their Chromebook. And uh, I think where they had been using desk phone for some time, many staff actually were struggling to get logged in for a soft phone. They couldn't remember their user credentials. There was a lot of support requirements. 
it was causing a massive challenge uh, responding to remote working and obviously keeping things going. So there was a big shift uh, and wanting to move to a suitable cloud solution was obviously a big factor and making sure we can find it really easy for staff to be able to log in and access this and be able to respond to telephone calls. That's interesting. Thanks for explaining that. And I'm just going to ask you a question uh, that um, I was wondering, did you, if you, if the pandemic hadn't have happened, would you have moved to a cloud phone system or, or would you have maybe looked at, you know, other deployment kind of, you know, solutions? That's a really good point, Rob. Um, I think if the pandemic happened, hadn't happened or hadn't happened when it did, it may have changed at what stage we're at now because as I said, there was a fast track, but organizationally we have a strategy that ties back into our digital principles. And one of those is cloud first. We have a strong drive to move systems and core functions into a cloud model or service. Uh, there are big drivers around this, as I'm sure you appreciate, security at the heart of system development, modern working, enabling us to work from any device, anywhere securely, which can be achieved through cloud. Um, we have a legacy data center, we're trying to remove dependencies. So I think whether it was in March 2020 or onwards, we would have certainly looked at this project uh, and our first preference and business driver for this would have been to the cloud, not an on-premise replacement. Yeah, yeah, it makes good sense. And uh, yeah, there's already that mandate to, you know, move to the cloud and get everything digital. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, great stuff. Well, thanks for answering that. Um, so, you know, talk us through the kind of challenges is, the challenges that you identified and kind of what features, uh, you know, were needed as kind of you know, part of this procurement. Of course, um, we sort of touched on some of the challenges already. Um, there was an immediate need. So time and how fast we can deploy a project of this scale was a challenge um, for the our council and I'm sure many other local authorities. Budget is, is a serious challenge. We obviously have to scrutinize all, every penny that we spend, we need to demonstrate value for money. So we have to balance uh, our requirements against what's affordable and obviously what's suitable. There's no point being over-licensed or over and not being able to maintain that system. So budget and need about our business requirements and timing was obviously a major challenge, something to work with. Obviously the pandemic had happened, we'd shifted to home working. So this was built, building into the challenge and that obstacle as well, that we needed to deliver this project quite quickly, but also successfully from a completely virtual space. We weren't going to be able to have consultants on site or even us in, in the building working with staff. We needed to deliver the full project virtually, all the training, onboarding, and obviously sign off and review of the project all had to be delivered virtually, which is of course a challenge. Um, so even though we obviously knew that the uh, challenge around the existing system had to be addressed, we still had to do our best to support the existing system and ensure that telephone calls could still be answered in the meantime. But I think it was our priority to move on to the new system. Um, and again, I think looking at the issues that we had to manage in the legacy or incumbent system, that did feed into our business requirements and what we were looking for with a cloud solution. This was obviously quite varied. We wanted it to be really easy for staff to sign into. We wanted it to be work compatible with our Chromebooks, with modern working, to move away from desk phones and be able to work with any device, whether that's a mobile phone, a Chromebook, or whatever else they might need to use. So it gives a lot more flexibility. <clears throat> we did have issues in our previous telephone system where we had really limited reporting capabilities. So we weren't really having or able to gain any business intelligence 
around when we were taking phone calls, what were our most busy periods for what team and how we can address that. So that was a huge limitation that we needed to address and something that we had uh, limited visibility of. Um, there was also, whilst our previous telephone system did have features and functions that you'd expect, like for instance, IVR or automated, automated telephone groups, the managers didn't really have any access or control over that. So there was a big gap around how that was managed. And if a change was needed, whether that was promptly or planned, there wasn't a lot of control over how that was designed. And especially with that quick shift to home working and hybrid staff availability, we needed to respond more quickly to meet the business requirement. So there are a number of areas, a number of challenges, uh, and that all fed into our specification to look at a cloud-based telephone system. That's interesting. I mean, the, you know, the classic, or I suppose the, the traditional procurement process can often take, you know, several months. Yes. Um, but when you're in a, you know, a, a, a desperate situation, you know, you need to get something up and running quickly. Uh, I can imagine, you know, fast-tracking that process can be quite stressful. So um, you're really kind of isolating the kind of, you know, priority features is super important, but ultimately there's, you know, a lot of organizations um, do find themselves kind of just replacing what they have and then they kind of add on the features later on or, you know, the new things. But uh, yeah, doing it, I, I'm picking up that, you know, absolute speed was a must and, and you know, obviously uh, ticking those other boxes as well was, was crucial. So we can't in terms of, yeah. In terms of the solution that was proposed, what was the kind of makeup of the, of the Ring Central solution? So where we obviously went for a procurement exercise and Ring Central was selected as our telephone platform, um, obviously a key criteria, it met all of our digital principles. It was fully cloud-based, cloud-hosted SaaS, so there was no on-premise dependency. It met all of our requirements in terms of how it can be deployed, i.e. It can be accessed through a web browser. There is an app that you can deploy on a Windows device, an Android mobile phone device, an Apple or iOS. Whatever device you needed to use, including our Chromebooks, there was an option to deploy the Ring Central telephone. Um, for resilience, uh, on top of having the Ring Central telephone system, uh, it was also inclusive of messaging and video conferencing. Especially important to us, we're moving more and more of our services internally and public facing over these um, platforms, uh, where we're a Google Workspace site, heavy dependencies on our video conferencing with Google, should there be issues for business continuity or disaster recovery options, the telephone system acts as uh, a really strong platform for resilience. Yes, our primary platform for telephone, but also for instant messaging and for video conferencing, it's really opened up our options and flexibility and how we can respond to a disaster recovery event, which is significant. Yeah, it's great. And in, in terms of integrations, uh, you mentioned uh, reporting. Uh, I think we talked offline about uh, an outsourced contact center even and, and Okta single sign-on. There was a number of features that really needed uh, you know, to have in place. Did that all kind of happen as part of the deployment quite efficiently? Yeah, it's a really good point, Rob. And I think it sort of touched on what you mentioned earlier. This wasn't a lift and shift. Whilst there were hard timescales to work with and a specification, we wanted to achieve change and improvement and not just move to the cloud for the sake of that. So actually some of the key criteria you've just touched on is one of the challenges, staff struggling to remember their login credentials. You know, there's so many usernames and passwords. We actually, during the pandemic, also deployed a single sign-on platform. And in conjunction with our telephone project, Ring Central is seamlessly able to integrate with our single sign-on platform, Okta. So it makes things much easier to log in. There aren't 
passwords forgotten, it's secure, there's multi-factor authentication. So that was an immediate win for us. We were able to deploy a single sign-on platform and our corporate and core applications will launch from that. It's much easier. So that was a big one. Um, we talked about integrations. Of course, yes, it needed to work with our key back office or criteria, like our other systems. Uh, and we do have an outsourced customer contact center. It was important that the two systems can work together and that we wouldn't be dropping calls or obviously in a scenario having to tell the customer to ring back on another number. They should be able to pass calls through both ways and obviously work together seamlessly. So that was really important. Uh, and from a reporting point of view, I guess this comes on to how we've obviously been able to leverage and do more of the platform, but we wanted the reporting to be built into the telephone system so it isn't just analysts looking at a report that comes out every week, but actually managers have a more direct feed and they can review the reports themselves and they can learn from that as well as having support from, you know, real data analysts as well, but built into the platform and not a separate reporting tool. Fantastic. And I suppose my final question is more around, you know, the results, you know, what, what kind of lessons did you learn along the way, uh, you know, I, I can imagine you picked up on quite you know, a number of things, but could you share any of those with us? Absolutely. And every project has challenges, of course. Um, I think we're, we've been largely successful. We're really pleased with the outcomes, but we still have further steps to take. Um, obviously, Ring Central quickly deployed uh, in a pandemic environment, so it was successfully delivered virtually with good user adoption uh, and the training, which is obviously really positive. Ring Central actually tailored the training for us the way that we're deploying the app on Chromebooks. And that was a really good experience. But what we did found as a lesson there actually is that obviously not all staff can attend, uh, sorry, attend the limited number of training sessions we can offer. I think we could have potentially deployed more drop-in sessions, more support around that. And although Ring Central let us record the training, actually we found through business intelligence that not all staff were engaging with full length training videos, whether that was a new starter or somebody wanting to refresh on how to do a particular function. So what we have done since and continue to build and improve on is actually to try and build on our intranet site more of a knowledge base and smaller snippets of training tools. So if they just want to remember how to successfully transfer a call, we've recorded a training video that's only one minute long rather than having to re review a whole hour training video. So I think that's been a lot easier for staff to engage with and that's something that I think people did struggle with from day one. There's a lot to take on at once and actually sometimes they just wanna know what's most important to them. So we've structured the way we present the training material very differently, a lot more accessible, bite size almost, uh, and that's been more effective, we feel. So that's a big part of it. But as I said, you know, we're still we're still building our use of the app. We're still looking at how services use the telephone system and trying to help the way that calls are routed to improve the customer experience, get to the people they need to get to more quickly. Uh, we're trying to obviously reduce uh, the calls that might be missed or go to voicemail. And that's really largely driven through the reporting and business intelligence. We're finding there are busy times. Maybe let's not have a team meeting on a Monday morning when actually that's when we have most of our calls for this service come in. So we're trying to use intelligence to drive further change. And again, the way calls come in, that's, you know, we can actually use the team resource and not funnel calls to one person. So there's a lot of work still being done to review all council services and try and improve the way we use our telephone system and what we can expect from uh, obviously the, the calls and when they might come in. That's really interesting. Thanks for that. And I was just keen to just touch on hybrid working because I imagine, you know, 2021 came and, you know, a lot of, a lot of organizations started to realize, well, actually, you know, maybe some of this is going to remain, you know, people are going to want to carry on working from home or working more flexibly. Um, how has it kind of, um, 
you know, has that fit with your hybrid working strategy at, uh, at, at Tanit? Absolutely. And I don't, without obviously a cloud-based telephone system, I think this would have heavily limited how we can engage with modern working and what's now become quite common, the hybrid working model. So obviously there has been a return to office, uh, as you've mentioned, but we've been able to deploy a desk booking system and actually where previously everyone, 400 staff at desks that were their desk and it's a permanent desk, we have successfully deployed uh, hybrid desks. Um, so now I'd say it's more in the line of around 80% of our desk space is bookable and hybrid. So actually you're not going to have a desk phone on that desk. We're not going to revert to the previous way of working. Staff are largely hybrid. There are preferences. And again, there are staff that are permanently based in the office or permanently based at home. And it's really great that we've been able to facilitate that for wherever they work from, uh, both with, you know, Otter as our single sign-on platform, Chromebooks, which work remotely, and now our telephone system of Ring Central, they can work from anywhere and have the same experience. They can set up at a desk in our office, they can work from home or other approved locations. So it's made it a lot easier to manage and a lot more accessible and consistent than what they can expect. That's super, thank you for explaining that. Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. However, if you're interested in finding out more, there is a link in the description to the case study uh, on Bring Central's website. Um, Ivan, thank you so much for taking us through your experience. Some really great takeaways for our viewers there. Thanks again. Thanks, Rob. That's great. And thanks to everyone for watching UCTV. If you've got some good takeaways from today's session, do give us a quick mention on social and subscribe to our channel for more industry news and insights. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.